What is the difference between caring about what people think and being afraid of what people think? Welcome to the Moto Podcast, everyone. My name is Shaden Bertinoli. I'm a licensed therapist. I have a private practice in Ogden, Utah. Uh, I love doing consulting for companies as well, helping them with their leadership, helping them with their mental game with all their employees as well. And this is going to be, I hope, hopefully, a good little discussion here. So I'm sitting with a group of uh, uh, young 20-year-old young men this week and talking to them about uh, the emotion equation, which is in my uh, in my course that I sell on motiveacademy.com. So we were talking about emotions and we were talking about character in particular. And we were we were helping a young individual find a certain character trait about himself. And this person said that he really values and, and cares about what people think. And, and as a character trait, this, this person was a, a little bit, you know, taken aback, I guess, of is, is that a good trait? And we had this discussion of, of in our world right now, excuse me, in our world right now, we, uh, I think it's, sad, it's safe to say and it's sad to say that it's like a trophy, you know, it's like a trophy anymore if you can, if you can say that you don't care what people think. It's like this huge goal, you know, you, you look at like Hollywood and look at what's going on in our media. I mean, I remember, I'll never forget like, um, the first time that I watched Hunger Games and I, I think it was when, what's her name? I don't remember her name, but the main actress, when they, she goes to like the ball at the, at the Capitol building or whatever. And there, I remember like they, so they had all these people are dressed like in this, all these crazy, like outlandish, like really bold and, and colorful outfits. And I remember I looked over at Shelly and I said, you watch and not, and not in, in a few years, we're going to be there. People are going to consistently dress like they do in the hunger games. And look what, look at now it's happening. It's, it's as if people think that to be, to be able to be extreme in how you dress and how you are that way, that it's, it's now to say that I am, I've made it. I, I can dress this way because I don't care about what people think. And that says so much about me. Well, you know what? It's crap. It's insecurity. It's a lack of self-esteem. It's a lack of self-confidence. Actually, it's a, it's a cover and you can call, call me judgmental. You can call me, I don't care what you call me for saying that it's the truth. Um, it's extreme. And and it's and it's in direct correlation with in our society what's going on right now with so much of this focus on do not care what people think. So maybe you're thinking right now though, well, Shaden, isn't it? Uh, you know, should I really care what people think? And and uh, I want to I want to teach you a little bit about how I how I think about this. So I believe that if if Christ uh, walked into your house or if he wherever you are right now. If he, if he entered there, I believe that he would definitely care about what you think of him. But do you think he would be afraid of what you think of him? Because what if you hate him? What if you're really mad at him? What if you don't believe in him? Is he afraid of that? No, of course not. 
He's not. He doesn't need you to approve of him. He doesn't need you to validate him. He doesn't need you to understand all of his emotions. He is secure with his truth of who he is. He's very secure with the truth that is the truth. He is he's secure. And in the same breath, he absolutely cares about what Shaden thinks of him. So the key indicator here is what does he care about? Right? What is what is he what does he care about? And as many of you could probably feel if he entered, if you got in your passenger seat of your car, if you're running on the treadmill, if he walked into your little area where you're working out, I don't care where you are in your house, what would he do? He would love you. He would look at you with eyes that are absolutely glowing and are full of compassion and love and love you. And because why? Because he cares that you know that he loves you. My fear is in our world, in this trophy focus, in this goal of trying to overcome caring what people think, that we have displaced it or attempted to displace the trait or the virtue completely. When in all reality, the virtue and the trait of caring what people think is, is actually divine. It's beautiful. It's, it's of great worth, but it must be focused in the right direction. That direction being love. And when most, you know, when most people come in and talk to me, or they'll ask me in, in my, you know, just daily life, no matter what I'm doing, I'll get questions. And when they ask me, you know, Hey, Shaden, is it okay that I care what people think? Most people, what they really ought to be asking me, they just don't know the words for it, is, Shaden, why do I feel afraid of what people think? And what do I do about it? Most of us are more in that realm. Most of us actually are afraid of what people think based on what I say all the time is because we believe we're a defective human being or we believe in some case that we are a defective human being, or that we have defectiveness in us, that we are defective. And so if somebody sees my defectiveness, I can be afraid of that. Because if I'm hiding it, and if I don't like it, if I haven't accepted that about myself, I will hide. That's called anxiety. We must hide when we, when we believe we are defective. And the purpose of one of the biggest motives of my entire life is to help everyone I come in contact with to begin to accept themselves as a human being with defects. If you're a human being with defects, you don't have to be extreme in your dress. You don't have to spend a bunch of money on clothes. You don't have to do so many of the billions of things that, that we do to cover our defectiveness. Instead, we can just be. And so uh, for all of you that are listening, first off, thank you. I've loved the support. But I hope this is hitting home, that no matter how old you are, I think teenagers could definitely learn to listen to this podcast because they are, you are raised and you are, I'm not saying raised by your parents per se, but we all do it. If we are afraid of what people think, then we will raise people to be afraid of what people think. If we are afraid of what people think, we will act in that way. We will project that. 
And so learning to do the work, which is what a huge part of my course is, what my course does on motiveacademy.com, it, it's what it does for you to, to help you over, overcome. Um, but one thing I want to challenge all of you to do that, that I think can really push you in this way, because I hope you're, you're thinking about it right now going, I hope you're in your head right now, really turning this over of, you know, kind of hopefully a bit of an epiphany of, of, wow, maybe I have been focusing for a long time on, on trying to overcome and, and to stop caring about what people think when in all reality, I can, I can actually just redirect it. And I can, I can have more of an outward focus rather than this inward focus on, on loving them. And, but in order to do that, you've got you've to face some fear because you have to face you. To be outward focused means you have to be out. You have to focus on being vulnerable and loving and serving, which is hard for people because if you, you know, it's, it's going to show you to other people. And so I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to, to face your defectiveness. And so if you're, if you have an ability to write, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're riding in a car, then take a moment and, and maybe, uh, come back to this, but, um, just think about it in your head if you can too, but I think it's best to write, but I want you to think about for a moment of, of yourself, right. And, and the things that you see in yourself that would, you would deem as defective things that, you know, you hide that you avoid, um, I'll, uh, I'll be vulnerable with you. I'll be very vulnerable with you. So my wife, um, she, uh, she bought me some Lululemon pants, two pair actually. I got these joggers that are like the most, ex- they're like the most comfortable things I've ever worn. Holy moly. And, um, and then she got me these other pair that just didn't really fit me or my personality, I guess, uh, in a way. And so we took them back Well, I was trying on. I was trying on some other pants there, and I went in there in their in their dressing room, right? Of course, I didn't try on the pants uh, out in the in the the room. So I'm in the I'm in the dressing room. And if any of you, if you've not been to Lululemon, and if you haven't taken a good look in the mirror, then I would suggest maybe don't go to Lululemon quite yet. Or actually, maybe that's what I am saying to go do. So I go to Lululemon and I step into their dressing room, which is like this 360 degree mirrored room. And it is white lights, like it's lit up like a dang Christmas tree. Like, I don't think there was a shadow in there. And I'm standing in there and I'm like putting these pants on and I just look in the mirror and just like pause for a second. This is like the day after my 36th birthday, by the way, which has kind of been a weird thing for me in a way. 35 is one thing, but like 36 has been kind of interesting. My, anyway, my, uh, my dad, anyway, I'll go, maybe I'll talk about that later. But it's just, it's just made me think a little bit more than 35 did. And so I'm in there and I, I, look, I look up and the, the mirror is directly reflecting the back of my head. And immediately I'm thinking, holy crap. I am like really, really thinning out in my hair. Like I am bald. <laughs> and... I, uh, it was hard, right? I, I mean, I know it's like, well, Shaden, it's your hair. Like, don't you look at it? Yeah, I do look at it from the front. I don't look at it from the back very often. And so I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it from the back and it's just like screaming at me, like you're getting old, man. And so then I put on these Lululemon pants and, uh, yeah, let's just say Shaden's body is not built for Lululemon in many ways. (laughs) 
So I was like, oh my gosh, like this is like terrible. I, I have these pants on that I think, I mean, could you rip Lululemon pants? Guess what? You pro- you almost can. Like I just about did taking them off. But I'm in there, right? And it's just this really, it was this really exposing experience, which I, I like to lean into and not just run away. And and I get out and Shelly looks at me and I just like smile. And she's like, what? And I just said, that was like really hard for me. And she said, really? And I said, yeah, like, how come you didn't tell me how thin in, in my hair, like how thin my hair's getting? And she's like, I just never noticed, you know? And I said, Shelly, it's like bad. And uh, anyway, we went on to talk about it. And and I and I did what I'm supposed to do, which I, I accepted it. And it's not as bad as I think it is, but it's just, it was just change that I hadn't seen. And, um, and so I'm, re- I'm, I'm revealing that to you to do my own work of like, it's an insecurity. It's something that kind of like got in my head a little bit. And, and so I'm doing what I'm going to assign you to do, which is I would like you to do the same, get in your own mirror, if you will. And it, I mean that metaphorically or literally, I want you to, th- I want you to look at yourself and, and look at the things that you deem in yourself as defective, things that you know, you, you conscientiously hide things that you, you just, you reject in yourself, whether it's traits, whether it like physical traits about you, whether it's, you know, maybe there's decisions you've made in your life that, that you don't like. Maybe it's, maybe it's something that you know that you ought to do for somebody else um, that you just don't do. And maybe maybe there's something else though too that um, maybe there's times when you're you're out and about in, the, in, in, in public and you have this thought to do something for somebody, but then your your ego, your this defectiveness and you kind of hold you back. Like, I can't do that. Like, that would be weird. I can't say that. I can't tell that person that their smile is pretty because that's like weird. I can't, I can't, say to them this and this and this because that's weird stop okay do something about it start start facing this lie this myth that you think holds you back which is what you deem as defective it's not from you it's satan it's from satan himself he has convinced you that there are things about you that make you less worthy than you are and it's complete garbage but until i can't i can say that to you till i'm blue in the face but until you go experience it, it's not going to change anything. You've got to begin experiencing that, and it's best done with other people. It's best done to expose it to people. So let's just say you you have in your paper that you you don't like your your love handles, and you constantly hide them, right? And maybe there's a time when you would wear you would wear a dress, or you would wear a shirt that. You'd like to, you love the shirt, but you know that it, it kind of reveals that a little bit. And so you don't wear it. I'm challenging you to wear it. And I'm challenging you to wear it because I actually want you to be anxious. I, I want you to increase that anxiety because what happens when you increase it on purpose is it, you then desensitize. It'll, it, it's how you overcome. In other words, that which you avoid is actually the path to God. In most cases, whatever it is that you tend to avoid is actually a direct, a pretty good solution to whatever it is you need to do. If you're avoiding talking to someone, guess what? You kind of, you probably need to talk to them. If you're avoiding going to the gym, you probably need to go to the gym. If you're avoiding getting up early, you probably need to get up early. Did I just tell you three things in my life? Maybe. 
right? We all, we all have our stuff and that's what makes us beautiful. That's what makes us connectable. Our perfection doesn't connect us. It's our, it's our, it's actually our defects. Um, the things that, the things that we deem as broken, I deem as imperfect and people that are broken spend a life fixing themselves. People that are imperfect spend a life connecting with others. Happy people connect. Unhappy people spend life fixing. And uh, I'm here to tell you that that you can change. And so much of what change is for most all of us is not actually self-improvement. It has so much more to do with self-acceptance and allowing ourselves to be what we already are right now. And know that tomorrow you might be a little bit more than you are right now in your skills or in your self-discipline or whatever, like you might improve a little bit from today till tomorrow. You might get a little worse, but guess what? That's where you're at. And that's lovable. It's enough. It's all, it's all good. It's amazing actually. And the more you hide it, the more, the more pain will actually occur inside of you, the more suffering you'll go through. And, uh, and we can call that, we have many different names for that in, in the mental health field, um, that help us make sense of things. But in all reality, uh, it's simple, happy people, come out and, and, and connect and they they're they they're okay with their their human being that it has def, that has defects right we're all going to die with defects so why spend an entire lifetime doing nothing more than trying to fix them why not spend life focused on really beautiful things knowing that as we focus on beautiful things our defects actually start to take care of themselves and wrapping this back into the entire topic is when you start focusing on beautiful things, you, you will end up focusing on people because we are the most beautiful things that exist on this planet. And we have right now, we are experiencing a worldwide mass, honestly, like invitation to hide. There's never been more shaming and shame-based media and shame-based censoring and cancel cancel culture than I've than obviously we've ever witnessed. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. It's it's garbage. It's evil. It's absolutely evil. You you can speak your mind. You can be you can you can be um your incomplete your imperfect self. And uh and I guess if that's for you, if you want to wear really extreme clothes, then do it, I guess. I'm not gonna tell you to stop. But please do it because you just want to. Don't do it because you're you're actually secretly trying to cover defectiveness. Um, I love you without them, and so do many people. And those people in your life who struggle to love you for that imperfect self, it's probably in a lot of ways because they they haven't actually seen your imperfect self often enough. We tend to our compassion tends to come out. Just so you know, our compassion tends to come out in beautiful ways when we see the imperfection of others. And when we see the vulnerability of others, um, it's just the way it is. And so hope that helps you. And uh, I know that isn't necessarily your, a Valentine's um, lovey-dovey sort of thing, but it, it to me the essence of, of Valentine's, if you will, is to accept and to love, to love people genuinely. And uh, you can. And, and so give yourself the gift for Valentine's Day of, of being more authentic today than you were yesterday. And uh, that'll be, that'll help everybody around you to to know and and appreciate you more, which will take away a lot of your loneliness. 
Thanks for listening, everyone. As a as always, uh, I love being able to share things with you. And if you have questions, let me know. If you actually want to be on the show, um, send me an email. It's Shaden at motiveacademy.com. I uh, I think I would like to I would like to have people on the uh, on the podcast that want to open up a little bit and start to talk with people, and so you can hear other people's stories. And uh, I think that'd be cool. So, as always, get my course if you haven't already, and uh, it'll change your life on motiveacademy.com. We'll see you next time.